tomorrow is the NFL Draft, and here to talk about it is LeBron Rollins, Chris Schuster. Let's break it down. Sasha's not with me tonight, but he gave me the green light to go talk about this, which is the most near and dear event to my soul besides the Masters. I love the NFL Draft. It's kind of like a graduation from the college game into the pros. Um, I will be smoking just like Mike O'Hara as I make these. uh, You know, I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. And I mean, just like I did with the Masters, I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. You guys are going to freak out. There's going to be some wrongs, but for the most part, you know, uh, Mike O'Hara gave his thing. I like to say Mike because he's been with the Lions for, what, 35 years, 40 years. Um, This guy knows what he's talking about, and um, he wrote a little article about who he thinks the Lions are going to pick. And with the draft, especially at the eighth slot, you're going to have options. Um, I had to read through the smoke signals and actually find out who they were going to pick and I will tell you uh, how it's going to go down. First, let's start off with this Ed Oliver uh, smoke screen that was thrown up recently. Uh, obviously, if Ed Oliver's still there at 8, he will be selected. And they go, why, why do you say that? Well, Sean Robinson has barely seen the field. And when he has, he's been a pretty decent player. I think that they've treated him kind of poorly. He didn't start the first half of the season uh, he missed a couple games. He was inactive. I mean, I think that Ed Oliver's a better player. I think that they think that. <laughs> and I don't think it's necessarily a need, but I do think that he's uh, one of the best players in this draft. And as you go down the board, you know, everyone's talking about Devin White linebacker LSU and I understand it I mean that's who everyone it just makes the most sense but when do I ask you when do the Lions ever do what makes sense so that should automatically rule him out let's be honest okay and one thing people don't realize that I brought up to a a few people this week uh the Lions drafted Ragnall last year in the first round it was kind of a head scratcher it really was. He wasn't even really supposed to be in the top couple rounds. I, you know, he was a fringe second-round player. Um, you know, people will be like, no, he wasn't. And yeah, yeah, he was. He was, you know, he was not the – he was like the third, fourth best center, you know, inside guard. You know, I, I think that they drafted him because it's a cheap slot. And what I mean by that is if you draft a defensive end or a wide receiver or a quarterback – after their time's up in their rookie deal, you're going to have to sign a big deal. Now, when Ragnall's time is up, he's going to get a center money. And is he going to be this best center in the league? No. So he's not going to make big-time coin. So it was necessarily, in all arrows point to it, it was a cheap pick. Now, how many times do the Lions do the cheap route? Well, I mean, think about it. They drafted a running back, and... Amir Abdullah, and as soon as he was supposed to make a decent amount of money, he got let go. They drafted a, th- a third-round, second-round running back, on Johnson. What's that tell you? They're cheap, okay? I mean, you know, people go, you don't ever draft a running back in the first round. Well, I mean, look throughout time. Marshall Falk, Barry Sanders, Todd Gurley, uh, you know, some of them worked out pretty good, okay? Um 
that whole notion, don't draft a running back in the first round, I think when there's generational talent, like when Sanders comes out in Alabama in a couple years, he will be a top five pick. You can quote me on that, okay? So what I'm saying is this year it doesn't look like there's a running back in the you know first round. You know, There's maybe late first round, but not upper top 10 picks but i'm just saying it was just a for instance money wise and running backs don't even make that much so that might be something they lean towards let's throw this hawkinson garbage out of the window okay if you're one of them guys who go they're gonna pick hawkinson we know it they always do it they're not gonna pick a tight end in the first round and they would have never they would have never signed jesse james and then go well let's pick a tight end in the first round now are they gonna get one later on Yes. Uh, how later? It depends on who's there. But uh, this TJ Hawkinson uh, garbage, uh, I'll tell you right now, I'm, you know me, guys. I don't bullshit. When it comes to Lions, I'm not going to be one of them guys that will go, Joey Harrington, here Hakeem, uh, they got uh, James Stewart at running back, Jeff Backus and Dominic Ravioli. Like, I don't give a f- if they got that kind of bullshit going on. Then I'll be fucking going to the Apple Orchard with my girl on Sunday. I don't give a fuck about the Lions like that. I'm not going to be no diehard watching trash no more. I'm just not. There's too much shit in the world going on to put myself through that. And if you guys are that stupid to put your guys, I watch every goddamn week. I don't give a fuck. Well, guess what? You're watching garbage. Okay. When Barry Sanders played, that's a different story because he was amazing and it was must see television. But I'm not tuning in every week to see a subpar running back and carry on Johnson, uh, a quarterback that's never panned out worth a damn, and a couple wide receivers who are, are second stringers. You know, Kenny Galladay's pretty good, but he hasn't gotten the targets. And, you know, I'm just saying, I'm not going to be diehard unless they make the right decisions, guys. Stop, please. Stop leaning on the sword, boys. Like, and girls, well, but mainly guys. I mean, you guys are out there, got your lion hat on, and you're ready for the thing, and then they draft, uh, you know, Hawkinson, and you're like, well, it could fit, it could fit. I'll tell you one thing right now. I watch a lot of college. I barely even knew Hawkinson, okay? I don't give a damn. Oh, you, you don't know shit. This podcast is off right now. Go ahead and turn it off. He was not no electric player like O.J. Howard. He was not, okay? He just wasn't. So don't give me this, you know, if you were going to get a tight end, O.J. Howard was sitting there, you should have traded up and got him, and then you wouldn't have to worry about a tight end for 20 years. The guy's a Hall of Famer. Don't tell me T.J. Hawkinson's this Gronk, you know. People get so enamored with Gronk, but, you know, Gronk had his ups and downs, okay? And Gronk had a lot of uh, things going for him. He had an offensive line that could block and one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play and the best head coach. Gronk was a good player, don't get me wrong, but TJ Hawkinson's not Gronk, and I'll put a, I'll put whatever you want to put on that, okay? And let's just put it this way. I don't know if it was the offensive coordinator or whatnot, but when has Matt Stafford used a tight end correctly? He just hasn't. And the reason for that is he his touch passing is garbage. And we've seen that on that three-yard crossing route when Golden Tate threw his hands up at Stafford like, what the fuck? Because the guy has no touch. He has a great arm. Don't get me wrong. But the touch is different than the arm strength. It's another, you know, it's another tool that you have to have. He just doesn't have that. You know, my, uh, Matt Stafford's wife got diagnosed with a brain tumor. And it's no laughing matter. 
You know, I'm not going to be one of those dumb guys. That, you know, no, that's not a laughing matter. It's not. And uh, he is like the Steve Eiserman, <laughs> minus the talent rings and all that, uh, of Detroit right now. He's kind of like the face of the program, and he's been that way. And he's, a, he's not a horrible face of the program. He hasn't produced, but he's not a terrible guy. And uh, I just think when all that was going on, this wouldn't be the year to draft a quarterback, okay? But here's my thing behind that, and as we go into the quarterbacks. Um, you know what, guys? You're sitting at eight. There's four or five pretty damn good ones, and you're sitting at eight, and um, it's a defensive-heavy draft. So I don't know, man. Like... If you don't do it this year, don't complain about it when these guys rock it. And I'll tell you one thing right now. We're talking quarterbacks, and I got to get to my bust of the bust of the draft. We're talking draft. I want to talk about the Lions mostly, but we got to talk about the overall draft here, and that's uh, Dwayne Haskins. Uh, if you watch his highlights, the guys are wide open. That's not quarterback play, okay? We've seen... Uh, uh, tape heroes before okay this guy i mean these guys are wide open okay and that scares me and he's got a lot of time i want to see some film of a guy who's getting under duress and still making the throws like josh allen was on a buffalo i thought his tape looked like a, a real it wasn't just him back there you know picking apart he was getting duress he made some tight throws in the windows this this Dwayne haskins tape is garbage I mean, flat-out garbage. If you know anything about football, it's it's damn near scary how shitty uh, Dwayne Haskins could be. And you hear Doug and Gator, and I love those guys, but Doug's enamored with them. And I, I just I wonder, because I know Doug loves mock drafts, but are you watching the tape? I mean, he's he's got very limited starts. Uh, he hasn't played anybody. You know, you thought of Michigan, we all thought of Michigan as being some top-notch program, but really, were they? And they blew us out, and then we ended up losing in the bowl game. So it just showed our team wasn't even that good really anyway. So um, I think he'll be the bust of the draft. And on the flip side, I don't know what's going on with Kyler Murray. Um, here's my evaluation of him real quick. Everyone was enamored with Baker Mayfield. And even going last year's draft, people weren't sold at number one. They were like, what's going on? He was kind of a reach, honestly. And people were kind of like, hey, he's 5'11", 5'10", doesn't have a strikingly powerful arm. Uh, He didn't run a pro-style offense. A lot of these things were questions, and Baker checked them all off. And he played really well, and he's got that Brett Favre leader mentality. Now, here's where I compare that to Kyler. Kyler came into Oklahoma after Baker left. He had similar tools, but not exactly everything. And you know what? Kyler played just as good. And if you watch his tape, he's making throws that Baker and him are very similar. And I think Kyler might be a touch more athletic. So when people start talking about Kyler Murray and going, well, he's not even that good. I don't know about that. Um, You know, a lot of guys have played both sports. But no one's been drafted in the top 10 of both sports, okay? So let's just, (laughs) this kid's a lot, he's got a lot of athleticism, and uh, he's got a pretty good arm. And uh, you put, compare those two things, 
he gets a good team around him, even a decent team, he's going to be a star. And I think that, um, you know, got, and the two quarterbacks that people are starting to realize now, well, obviously there's three that people are talking about and two that realize one guy's Jones from Duke. Let's touch on that real quick. Jones from Duke, I think, will end up being a decent player. And uh, and what what strikes me for Jones for Duke is I, my similarity is a cross between Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, um, and because they he, he doesn't have the powerful wham bam thank you ma'am arm, but where he makes up for it is in in the head. He's a really smart guy, and at the end we've seen Peyton Manning. You know, you won a Super Bowl and he had a fucking bolt in his neck looking like Frankenstein out there. You gotta have the brain, man. Uh, you know, uh, you put uh, Jones's brain on Haskins, and you got the the quarterback. And I'm not saying Haskins is dumb. I just don't think he's as advanced as Jones. And I think you put uh, Jones's brain on Matt Stafford, and he Matt Stafford's the greatest quarterback to ever play. This Jones kid has the talent and the brain. I think he's gonna be a pick. The guys go, I don't want that Jones. Well, as a Cowboy fan. You didn't want uh, the you know that linebacker Vander Esch, but it ended up working out, didn't it? And I think Jones is going to be a Vander Esch type player. Um, another guy is Will Greer. Later on, he started a couple teams. He played really well. Um, very shocking how Will Greer's kind of everyone wants him, but they're not saying he's a first round talent. But everyone's saying they want him. Look for him to go off the board real quick, and I think he'll go off the board. Uh, as, as early as a late first, but he'll definitely be off the board in the second day, um, probably real early in the second day uh, if he doesn't go in the first day. And, of course, uh, oh, man, Locke. Um, you know, Locke is a very interesting pick for the Lions, and that's why we're talking about the the draft. And you guys want to know about your team, the Lions. And we're at Drew Locke, and, and, and Drew Locke is a guy that – when you talk about the draft, he's the guy that might definitely be there. Um, you could say that <laughs> um, Kyler's going to go one or two or three. Then Haskins is going to go uh, five, six, seven. One of those picks trade up. I don't know. You know, he's going. They're going to go in those slots there. Well, at eight, Drew Locke's supposed to be there. And if you ask a lot of people around the league, I've been listening. I know you guys have done your homework too. This kid's the real deal. And if you want to just like postpone the inevitable, which is Matt Stafford sucks, <laughs> I mean, how how many years are we going to say it? You know, even if he's good, has he done anything? He's No, he hasn't. I think he's very limited. The one year he worked out with a quarterback coach, he played well, he got the contract, and he come back the next year and stunk. I think Locke's a guy who's going to want to work at it and be that guy. And, uh, you know, if you're at eight, I know there's guys out there, and I'm not saying it's ideal. I mean, because technically you have a quarterback, right? So why draft Locke? I get it. <laughs> I get it. But a lot of us aren't sold on Stafford, and that's where Locke comes in. And it kind of – I don't even know if if you draft him – to trade them or you trade out of your slot. But if you're at eight and Locke's still there, something's happening. I'm telling you that right now. I don't think you're going to, I don't think they're going to pass on them or not trade down at that point. Someone at eight is going to get Drew Locke. That's my prediction. So, what are the Lions going to do? 
hopefully they do get Locke. I mean, I'm not sold on a quarterback, okay? I, I, I wouldn't mind another year. That's what I was trying to talk about earlier was I think you can do it any year. However, how, how many years are you going to have the eighth pick? Say we get a decent year, which, you know, God, that's not looking like it right now. But say we have a decent year. Now we're picking 25th. Now there's three generational quarterbacks, which they're supposed to be next year. Tua, guy from Oregon, couple guys. Now you're at 25 or, you know, 20th. You're not going to get one of those three guys, okay? So we're talking about a spot where you actually have a chance to get one of the top three quarterbacks. And really, if you think about it, with Haskins being a huge bust potential, he might be the top quarterback. With Kyler being a question mark, you, you don't know. So it's very interesting, the quarterback. You have to talk about it, and we just did. But as we go on, if they don't get a quarterback, which, you know, we have one, so why would we? But I really think the pick is going to be Montez Sweat. And I think Devin White's going to be off the board. Uh, I, I really think the Bucks are going to snag him. Um, the Jets are up there, I believe. I think they're going to snag, someone's going to snag Devin White. They're going to want him. I think Ed Oliver's going to be gone. Bosa's obviously going to be gone. Uh, Quinn and Williams going to be gone. Um, so at that point, that leaves three picks ahead of us. What would really be awesome in the dream scenario for the Detroit Lions is this. Well, for me, I don't, you guys might be high on Rashawn Gary. I'm not. And there's only seven picks before us, so it's hard to squeeze all this in. So maybe if I say like eight to nine players, don't get me confused with, I know that there's seven picks ahead of us. I'm just saying these guys need to go for the Lions to be good, okay? Um, Three quarterbacks are drafted before us, or two. Two or three drafted before us. One left tackle drafted before us. Man, if someone drafts a left tackle... And then Ford slips, you know, this could be, that could be the moment of the draft. If three quarterbacks go and a left tackle, you're sitting four picks. Now you got a pick of, uh, you know, Devin White, uh, Bosa, Quinnen Williams, uh, one of those guys, Ford slips. So that's, that's a dream scenario that to be looking for. Um, so every quarterback that gets drafted, be excited. Because that's not what the Lions per se need, but I'm saying at eight, if Locke's still there, it's going to be a huge. Uh, you know, that's why we don't get paid the big bucks to make these decisions because we would already have a quarterback, probably have Deshaun Watson. A lot of us wanted him, so uh, we probably would have made the right decision. They'd be winning already, and we pick picking later in the draft. But yeah, we want to see that happen. We want to see. You know, I always say this. Here's another perspective I thought of, and. If you look at it like this, Fletcher Cox is a dominant, and he's already went to a Super Bowl. Uh, he went before the Lions one year, right? Well, who else did that? Terrell Suggs went before the Lions pick. Um, a few years before that, it was, uh, oh, man, who was it? It just always seems like the dominant defensive linemen go before the Lions pick. And in Aaron Donald's case, you know, anyway, but besides Aaron Donald, it always seems like the dominant edge rushers go before our pick. So if you think at number three or five for you guys that go three, what are we going to trade 80 picks to get up there? Okay. I get it. Okay. Let's say five or six. 
Ford's still on the board, if you're not making a call to get that kid, then you're not really doing your job. Because if we would have Fletcher Cox, if we would have Terrell Suggs' reign through the NFL history, man, look at that. We've, we've been missing a defensive end for how long? And T. Suggs has done his thing for how long? You know, and there's other guys that, uh, Mac, we didn't get Mac because he was a few picks ahead of us. You get what I'm saying? It's just, that's who I was thinking of was Mac. Like, Mac could have changed our franchise. And we didn't, we weren't up in the top to get him. So that's why I think they might go with Montez Sweat because I think Devin White will get picked before him. And I think that Ed Oliver will be gone. And I think that they're kind of sending a smoke signal because the two guys that we could possibly get with Locke and Ed Oliver that all these mocks say, which they're never right, we have decent players at those positions. So it wouldn't make any sense, but it, you know, so what, what makes sense is Montez sweat because the guy's a fucking animal and you can slot him, you know, you put him there, then your defensive line just looks amazing. And I love, I'd love a linebacker personally, but I don't want Devin Bush. Okay. I'm, I, I love Michigan. Don't get me wrong. Rashawn Gary and Devin Bush are so far off my radar. It's unbelievable. And I love Bush's motor. Uh, but he's undersized, and uh, there was a lot of times where he didn't make the play because he was undersized in college. So now you go to the pros and you're undersized. He is very fast, and he's smart, and I like him as a player, but I'm not taking him that high. And, uh, you know, he can work out for your team, and, and uh, but I'm not taking him at 10. He's not, a, he's not top 10 material. I don't care if you guys think he is. He's not. And Rashawn Gary... He's not. He's not a player like that. He's just not. Rashawn Gary has the mold to be one of the greatest NFL, like a Bruce Smith mold. The guy can't read, which hurts you when you're doing complex playbook, which is a little easier on the defensive line. You only have a few assignments. But Rashawn Gary stunk for U of M. He did. He was a, a Nandamakan Sioux player. I want an impact player, not a guy that you. It, oh, he doesn't really show up on film, but man, he does a good job. Fuck that. I want a guy that shows up on film and fucking produce. Why can't you have both? Stop doing that to yourself. Stop. Well, he takes two blockers, and then it, who's he opening up for? Nobody. We have nobody. No names. So, I mean, go get a name out there that we can finally hang your hat on. This franchise don't have, we don't have that. We don't like Matt Stafford, uh, 75% of us. We don't like him. Uh, Carrion's okay. He hasn't shown enough to be all excited about him. Galladay hasn't got the touches. There's no one player on that team. You know, I see it. When I go to the game, you see a guy's in Slade jersey. What the fuck has Slade done? Seriously, what has he done? Get real. Like, we need a player like Montez Sweat, uh, Allen. Dude, if we got Allen, it would be just amazing. And and But I do think that after Devin White, he's the only linebacker. So I think he's going to go higher than people really think. But, uh, you know, this is the draft conversation. And, uh, you know, we talked – this pretty much the first round because it's exciting. And uh, But I do see uh, – in the second round, the later rounds, you have to get a tight end, you know, one that can actually play ball, for God's sakes. <laughs> you know, I mean, all these tight ends in college, and, not, you know, they act like it's so hard to find one. I, I just don't get it. But um, they have to get a tight end, and 
Obviously, they have to get a corner. Their safety. I mean, they have so many holes. And one thing I was looking at this draft, too, is, man, where's the playmaking safety every year that mostly most of the time they don't turn out or they're not as exciting as you thought they were? Kenny Vaccaro, guys like that, Mark Barron. You know, but going into the draft, you're like, damn, that's a sexy fucking pick. Some demonstrative uh, demonstrative safety that just blows people shit out. But in this draft, there's not really, there's the guy from Alabama, you know, and after that, it's, uh, you know, there's not that many of them. It's, it's pretty surprising. But, um, you know, with all that being said, right, I always tell guys this. Don't be surprised if they get an offensive lineman. You know, someone said the other day, well, they're set on offensive line. No, they're not. They're not set. Wagner's about to retire. TJ Lang just did. Uh, Ragnow is raw. He's not somebody who's like, he played great second half. What did he play great? What do you, against Green Bay twice? Like, who did he play? Like, he didn't play good. He played okay, not even okay. Taylor Decker, he's still kind of like a question mark. He's a pick that we picked that we thought he would do good, but he's not great. So, but, you know, the thing about drafting offensive linemen, it's another one of those picks where, yes, here you go. We need an offensive lineman. We selected said guy at offensive line. Said guy doesn't play well. So we wasted our pick. And that's what the thing is about these defensive linemen like Montez Sweat. Usually their game carries over to the pros. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm hoping that. Uh, we make the right pick, and I do think Montez Sweat will be the pick for the Detroit Lions. And if they want to get froggy, look out for Locke. I just, I, I just, I have a vision that one of those two guys will be in the mix. And that, that earlier in the week, they talked about Stafford getting traded for another pick, and we'd have the three and the eight or something. Dude, if that ever happened, it. <laughs> That is what you need to do, but no one wants Matt Stafford, dude. No one, no one wants Matt Stafford. Trust me, or he'd be gone. I just now that his wife's healthy, we can talk about him being traded again. When all that was going on, I didn't want to talk about it because you can go out and get a quarterback next year. Technically, you know what I mean. But I mean, while his wife's doing that, he's not a horrible guy. Where well, let's pounce on him while he's down. But now that they're back, it, you got to really think about it. For me, he's not the guy. I don't dislike him. But I'm not in love with him. I'd like to see some blood. I'd like to see somebody challenge him. Maybe Locke's not the guy this year, but he waits in the wings like Garoppolo. You never know. So we're going to see. It's tomorrow night, round one, ESPN. Mel Kuyper is going to have his little uh, afro going. Um, And uh, it's always a good time, fellas. And uh, if you guys got any backlash... um, we uh we're gonna have talk and shoot. I don't know what's going on. We might not have it on Sunday. We're gonna we're gonna do it on Sunday. We might just drop it on the anchor app. So we're gonna find out about that. But uh Sash, my man, I know he's pumped for the draft too. Got a lot going on. I'd have him on. So um we're gonna be pumped, man. We got a big season of talk and shoot coming on. We're gonna be talking about this. We're gonna have a draft recap. Hopefully you can join me on that. And if you guys have any questions or anything, post on our page, inbox us. Get on that Twitter, talking underscore shoot uh, at Twitter, and uh, feel free to let us what know uh, what you think of the 2019 NFL draft coming up tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be great. 
And uh, this is LeBron Rollins. Tell me what you think about the draft uh, preview. And I'll uh, talk to you guys soon. Peace.